welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT. Hey everyone, I'm John Lynn, the founder and chief editor at Healthcare IT Today, and we're excited to bring you another in our series of interviews with top leaders in health IT. Today's guests are Marion Lowe, she's EVP and GM for Digital Health at CCS, and Heather Hormel, she's the Senior Director of Human Resources at United Regional Healthcare System. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, excited for the today's discussion. Uh, before we dive into the topic du jour, uh, Marion, you want to kick us off and tell us a, bit, a little bit about yourself and CCS? Sure, thanks, John, and happy to be here today as well. Um, so I'm Marion Lowe. As, I, as you said, I run the digital health program here at CCS. Um, I've spent a 25-plus year career now in healthcare, been in policy, been in accountable care, value-based care, really excited about getting into CCS and being as close to sort of that patient experience of being able to transform how care is delivered um, with how we work with organizations like Heather's um, and provide better care and help people live healthier lives. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to learn about what, what you're doing. Heather, uh, how about you tell us about yourself and United Regional Healthcare System? Thank you. Thank you. I'm Heather Hormel, Senior Director of Human Resources, and I'm, I'm um, approaching a 25-year career in healthcare human resources. And um, so my business, my entire career has been to take care of people, uh, wow. which is an exciting calling. Um, United Regional is a hospital healthcare system in Wichita Falls, Texas. And we have about 2,300 employees and about 3,500 wow. people on our health plan. And we are the premier healthcare facility um, and physician group for our, our neck of the woods in Wichita Falls. Awesome. Well, it, it's, I love that uh, an HR person is in health IT. I don't think you probably thought that would happen 30 years ago, but uh, it's really become such an important part of this. So Marion, maybe talk to us about it. You know, you guys are doing some work in diabetes management. Talk about what are some of the challenges that employers and, and the healthcare system faces when it comes to diabetes management? You know, I think um, there's a lot of challenges in diabetes and kind of at every chronic condition, right? You've got a, a disease that is largely manageable by the individuals that, that have diabetes, but it is a complicated um, disease to manage that people have to make hundreds of decisions every day about what they eat, how they exercise, their um, rest to successfully manage that. And we don't always give people the best tools and resources to do that. Uh, so that's one piece of it. And I think the second piece of it is, you know, people have to be very much engaged in their own care. And sometimes, you know, it's a challenge to get everyone to be as active in managing their own condition as we want them to be. Um, so that engagement is really critical and trying to figure out how to get those people who often need the engagement the most to be engaged in their care. Um, and that's no small task. And I think, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about it today, but this idea of bringing together you know, the tools and resources, the benefit design, the technology to really wrap around that individual and help them be successful. That's really the critical part about being successful in disease management and in diabetes in particular. Yeah, and it seems like the other challenge is that it's just so common. 
<laughs> like it's it's a big problem. I, Heather, I imagine you you face that, right? And I think it was interesting you you introduce yourself as someone who cares for people, which you know I, I'm a little jaded, I guess, and I go back to the money as well, right? Like what 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 does it cost to an employer that you know that's not managing this properly? And and maybe I guess there is a human element and a a physical element as well. But you know what's the cost that you see that this was an important project for you to work on? So every year we, we look at our health plan and try to figure out where are we spending the most money? Um, because we, as a healthcare system, provide a lot of that care and we, we are self-funded health plan. So of course, the obvious place we look is health claims. Where are we spending money? Where do we have challenges? Um, where are we spending a lot of money on prescription costs? And what we do every year is we compare that to a benchmark. So here's what we're spending, but how does that compare to another group? Um, what are mm -hmm. they spending per person with diabetes? And so for us, that that's a significant investment in just taking care of those health and prescription costs. But beyond that, beyond the obvious dollars that we spend that you can directly tie to, this is, this is diabetes related. Um, as an employer who takes care of other patients and we measure you know, patient satisfaction with our care, um, and we, we watch our cost very, very carefully. One of the other things we've seen is that diabetes and a lot of chronic conditions also have an impact on productivity. And so it's a little harder to put a finger on it, but um, reduced productivity is very much a concern. Um, and just how are you able to perform when you're on the job? If your blood sugars are all over the place, it takes your energy that, that you may need to do other things at your job. And so that's, that's a real concern for us. Um, and then there's implications in other benefit plans. So short-term disability cost, absenteeism, um, just being off of work. Um, and then life insurance claims, unfortunately, mm. are another area where these chronic conditions can really have an impact if we aren't managing them well. Interesting. Wouldn't have thought of that. that although it's always amazing how life insurance uh, rears its head in healthcare. You know, there's a lot of apps out there, right? Diabetes apps. I mean, it seems like every week I get a new one that's addressing because it's such a big problem. You know, why, why do you think those maybe fell short? And why did you choose CCS and their approach to kind of address this problem? For us, I, there are a lot of programs. And so we worked really closely with our consultant to try to figure out what, what are the programs that one, we can get people engaged in. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't matter how good the program is if nobody's using it. Yeah. And so engagement's always a big factor. Um, and then accountability. Uh, I think we all start out with good intentions. When we start an exercise program or we, <laughs> we buy a new house, we're gonna do this really well, or we have kids, we're gonna do this really well. But over time, life happens and it becomes harder and harder to, to stay accountable to those things. So I think, for us, those are the two things that we felt like CCS delivered on. Um, they have a really good platform to engage our members. They, they proactively do outreach. Um, and then we, we structured ours a little bit differently than some do in that we tied participation in the CCS program for our diabetes um, population to a pretty significant wellness incentive. Wow. And so we understand if, if they will take care of, of their condition a little bit better, there's a quality of life, there's a real financial savings to them, um, but there's also one for us. And so we both want, we wanted to illustrate we have a partnership there um, and it should impact both of us. Yeah. And so that that's where CCS really steps in. Their coaches, they, they figured out how to meet people where they are and encourage them and 
and not maybe necessarily throw the kitchen sink at them. They say, okay, what can we do? And how, how can we succeed together? And let's start with that one thing, whether it's drinking water or exercising, or maybe I'm just gonna check my blood sugars once a day. They, they figure out where they need to meet people to, to help them see some success. So they get excited about the next thing. Yeah. Yeah, John, I, the thing I would add to Heather's, I think what you just heard her talk about is exactly why, you know, I get excited about what we're doing here, which is, you know, there's a human aspect here. What we know from the literature and the research and you know, what we know from our experience with our own phones, right? My phone is a junkyard of apps that I've only used one, <laughs> um, is that it, it makes a difference whether or not there's a human level of engagement. Apps by themselves, we know that fewer than 2% of the people stay on a digital health app long enough to actually get a clinical benefit of it. Wow. So, you know, you get from that sort of, did we get you engaged in the program? Did you download the app? Are you actually using the app? Did you stay with it long enough to get something out of it? And what Heather is speaking to is like, an app is a supportive piece of the equation that benefit the de design that drives the engagement, the human element that gets those people involved. The method by which you engage is what keeps those people involved in the program and gives them the tools to be successful and to take advantage of you know, the technology that we lay out as a foundation for that. Yeah. It's a good description too, because if you think about that, you know, the the apps that are sitting there not being used, right? I mean, they've even gotten to the point where they're now notified me, hey, you don't use these 10 apps. Do you want to uninstall them? Which is interesting. But when I think about the apps that are used, they're tied to two things. One is people, social media, connecting to other people, my old friends and Facebook and, you know, like whatever, right? Which you just highlighted, right? The connection to a person. And then, you know, what Heather mentioned, which is the financial one, right? Like, I want some financial reward, my banking app I use, right? Et cetera, Venmo I use, right? Like I, I use these things because it's tied to those two things. So that, that's interesting. It seems like the challenge as well, though, and, and you know, I'd love to understand maybe how you're approaching this, Marianne, from an education standpoint, like what's involved to, to make that effective? Because I think many of us we want to be healthy, but you know we're we're busy. We're, you know, so how do you overcome that and kind of educate them? How are you approaching the education piece of it? Yeah, so I'll say a couple of things, and Heather, you should jump in here too because because you guys have done a lot to help with this. So there's there's a couple of pieces. When we onboard a, an individual into a program, that initial outreach and engagement with the person is about kind of two things. One. We've just sent you some supplies. Let us help you learn how to use that supply to test your blood, to understand then what those readings mean. And then more importantly, when you see that number, what does that tell you you need to do to manage it? If it's too high, what are your next steps? If it's too low, what are your next steps? How do we think about your experience of you know, relating what you eat and how you behave in the afternoon to the numbers that you see when you test and follow up? So it's, you know, it's both behavioral modification, um, education about nutrition. There's a whole bunch of things that go into it, which is why we have, you know, registered dietitians and registered nurses who are providing this education because each individual may have a slightly different set of needs and has come into this diabetes program with a slightly different understanding of their own disease and their own ability to manage it. And I don't know, Heather, if you wanna add anything to that, I think there's a lot that goes into this, John. I think you're you're right right on point. What what I hear from our members is really about that human connection. 
Um, it's that the, most of them will start out because ours is a little bit, you know, that you, you've got to do the program to get the incentive out of it. And so a lot of them begrudgingly go into the program start and <laughs> download the app and do what they need to do. But what I hear over and over down the road, probably after about two or three meetings, is they say, you know, I thought this was just another program. Um, but what I'm finding is they're really listening to me. They're really looking at my numbers. You know, I thought this was just that yeah, they're going to look at it and yeah, you know, I'll, I'll get a report. Um, but they said, my coach, my coach with CCS is really looking at my numbers and they're, they're identifying things that even I'm not catching, hmm. catching a hold of, you know, it's just not hitting my radar and they seem to care. And that's the recurring thing. Um, you know, these coaches are really paying attention. They're trying to, to meet this person where they are. And I think a lot of apps will say, hey, you need to go exercise. You need to get that doctor's appointment. You need to reduce your stress. Oh, and fix your diet and, and check your blood sugar. And, and it's just, it becomes overwhelming, that education component. And so you've got, again, you have to go back down to what's this person ready to engage in? And how can I help them find success with that one? Um, and that's, that's where I think the magic sauce is with CCS is their coaches are engaged in readiness to change. They understand how to connect with people. And that's, that's when they win them over. Um, yeah, getting free supplies is great. That removes a barrier. And I think that's where we started this program is we're going to make this free. It removes that barrier. They don't have to schedule it quite as hard. You know, there's no fee. Um, but what we found people really like even more than that is someone's really helping me manage this, this beast, this scary thing that I, mm -hmm. that I have to deal with. Yeah. And there's probably a lot of denial there as well that has to be overcome in, in a lot of them. I, I think it's interesting that you're bridging that gap between the physical and the virtual though. Right. And, and it's, do you get some tie in there because the supplies do come there that they have to, okay, well, I got to order my supplies. So I need to go there. And then, Oh, now I read the message or, 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 you know, how integrated is that and how important is the physical versus virtual and, and integrating that? You know, I think we hear it from, from different perspectives, different people use different pieces of the program more sure. than others. Um, but I, what I love is that if if they do an outreach by phone, that that coach is going to trigger. Hey, I noticed you you it's been ninety days since you ordered your supplies. Do we need to do that? Mm -hmm. um, oh, and last year you had your foot exam at this time. It's time to do that too. Maybe we should get that scheduled and and let me help you schedule that. Um, so I I think. That piece is really, really important. While you've got their attention, let's let's get them hooked in. But then on the app side, it, it triggers those same things. So it again, it meets people where they are, where they're looking. Yeah, I think that's the challenge, right, Marion? And kind of give us a view where where is all of this headed? What's next for diabetes management at home, and and the ways we can connect with with uh, this population. Well, I mean, I think what Heather just described is exactly what we're all doing. We're skating to where the puck is these days. Like care is happening more and more in the home. Um, the, the beautiful thing about technology is it, it's, it gives you the opportunity to have that live one-on-one -on -one engagement with an individual. It also gives you the opportunity to do it in an asynchronous manner. You might not be the person who wants to have a chat right now, but you might want to be able to sort of dig through some resources. And so what I think we're trying to do here is to marry up 
taking those barriers down, be it financial, be it logistical, getting the supplies into the person's hand at the point at which we know they've been consuming them, we know they need more. And that's enabled by the relationship between the technology, the employer with, with Heather's group and the, the service that we're providing. So we provide you know, the supplies, the education, the outreach and the monitoring. And we're able to do that when the individual needs it most, be it in their home, you know, on their way to work. Uh, that's the beauty of what technology allows us to do. As Heather said, we can meet them exactly where they are and we can do it with, with the tools and resources that they need. I mean, what strikes me is that you're able to do this at scale. Like what's the key to being able to do this kind of personalization, right? Which we all know and love and we all want to be a personalized. What, what are some of the keys to be able to do that at scale? I think it's a couple of things. So, you know, the beauty about CCS is that we're building this program off of a very well-established 20 plus year history of a distribution business. And that's a big part of what we're talking about here is being able to get things to the patient in their home. So you've got a really good foundation there that we're able to leverage. And I think the second thing is when you bring together sort of the technology and the benefit design, I don't need to be on the phone with somebody every day, but I need to be able to allocate my resources and make sure that I can see through the data and the analytics when an individual needs outreach and then have the resources available to meet them at that time. And that's, you know, that visibility, that transparency, that technology enables us to do that in a much more scalable manner. Wow. Heather, uh, you know, it seems like this has been a pretty successful program. Are you looking at other chronic conditions kind of beyond diabetes or, or what, what's next for you as you look forward? So for us, we're not, we're not indifferent than anybody else in the nation. We're all stressed out and we're all getting heavier. Um, and so I think that for us is where we're going. Um, our claims are starting to show some musculoskeletal. So mm. what we're trying to do is, is harness what we've learned from working with CCS. Um, a lot of times folks say, oh, well, you're a healthcare organization. Don't you know this stuff? Yeah, we do. But that engagement piece is, is where we all kind of have our challenges. But um, trying to learn from our relationship with CCS and transfer that over to, you know, where, how do, how do we better meet people when they, they have a need on the mental health side um, or musculoskeletal? That's, that's actually the one we're, we're most focused on right now is because um, that's another one of those deals where if my shoulder hurts, I'm likely going to ignore it for a long time yeah. um, <laughs> until it hurts so bad. I, I know I have to go get that, that MRI or that CAT scan or I have to go make that doctor's appointment and miss work. And so trying to figure out how do we help them where they are before it becomes this really bad issue, which is exactly what we've done with diabetes with CCS. Awesome. Heather, I feel like you've been looking at my medical record, you know, diabetes risk, uh, musculoskeletal <laughs> stress and mental health. Thanks for, uh, <laughs> no, no, we're all there all. with you. <laughs> No, absolutely. Well, this is fascinating. I appreciate you sharing this. Uh, you know, I, I look at technology and, and the technology industry as a, as a tech guy. I'm literally a tech guy on Twitter, if you didn't know. But it's, uh, you know, I see some of the most exciting things that happen in other industries were the mixing of the physical and the virtual. You know, you look at like Redfin with their realtors, right? I mean, they're great website, great technology, but they needed the realtors as well to sell. And we, I, I kind of feel like this is the same where, you know, CCS has combined the physical with now the virtual as well. So thanks for sharing 
sharing all about this success that you've been having. And thanks everyone for watching and listening. If you want to find more great healthcare IT content like this, be sure, be sure to check it out at healthcareittoday.com or search for Healthcare IT Today on your favorite podcasting application. Thanks, Marion. Thanks, Heather. Thanks, John.